Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? Happy Thanksgiving week. As we begin a COVID-19 holiday season, binging on content is a way of staying tuned and staying safe. One of my holiday traditions has been watching Ken Burns baseball on MLB Network. This year, the 18-and-a-half-hour, 10-inning documentary has been digitized and reformatted into Ultra HD 4K. The updated episodes began airing earlier this month. Beginning Black Friday, you'll be able to see the entire series over three days. You can get a taste by watching the seventh inning on Tuesday and Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Here's the schedule for the full meal. On Friday, starting at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, watch the first inning through the fourth inning. On Saturday, starting at noon Eastern, watch fifth inning through the eighth inning. On Sunday, starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, watch the ninth and the two-part tenth innings. On Friday, November 13th, Burns celebrated the 109th birthday of Negro Leagues legend Buck O'Neill by taking part in a live Zoom hosted by the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. The event was moderated by another participant in the Burns documentary, Bob Costas. The museum's president, Bob Kendrick, and the athletics' Joe Posnanski also took part. As a way of encouraging you to watch the entire nearly 90-minute Remembering Buck O'Neill presented by Hush Blackwell on the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum's YouTube page, here are some excerpts previewing the updated Ken Burns baseball, discussing Buck O'Neill's impact on the film, and the film's impact on O'Neill and his legacy. In the first clip, Costas notes the film's return to MLB Network's off-season programming schedule, and Burns lets you know what to expect. The clip ends with Kendrick highlighting O'Neill's rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game from the film. Sales of a buck bobblehead with that song netted a big donation to the Kansas City Museum. As we speak, the Major League Baseball Network, as it does every offseason, is playing your baseball documentary in its entirety, but now it's been enhanced. Um, You can tell us more about that, but while Buck O'Neill is sprinkled throughout it, he's most prominent in the episode devoted to the Negro Leagues, Shadow Ball. That's exactly right, which is the fifth episode, the fifth inning. So just briefly, it was shot in a format like this. We watch TVs like this. We've converted every frame. Uh, we've we've gone through uh, thousands of miles of, of, of footage and every single frame painstakingly restored uh, to ultra uh, HD uh, 4K. And it looks gorgeous. I'm seeing wow. details in it that I've never seen before. And we haven't lost that much sides and bottoms if you think about it's not stretched it's just uh it's it's fantastic and it's beautiful it's a whole new film and uh i've been watching it too as if i needed to watch <laughs> the film again uh, but it's, it's it's great to go back and remember about three fingered brown and see buck sing as as you just had bob and um you know just just follow the story of our game the greatest game that's ever yeah. been invented yeah. period yeah. Full stop. I'll see you outside the bar. 
and speaking of Buck singing and his beautiful rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game in the document, it still gives me chills. Yeah. And, and and this year, the, the Kansas City Royals, Bob, came up with a brilliant idea of creating a Buck O'Neill singing bobblehead there it is. where he's singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. <laughs> well, let me tell you, they just let me know today on Buck's 109th birthday that they sold enough of those bobbleheads to donate $100,000 to the Negro Leagues Baseball yeah. Museum. Happy birthday, Buck, happy birthday, and happy birthday, Bob. In 1994, baseball gave O'Neill a national audience. Buck became to baseball what historian Shelby Foote was to another epic Burns film, The Civil War. Costas explores O'Neill's role in the film with Burns, who shares how the legend became part of the Burns family until his death in 2006. Ken Burns, those of us in baseball and people around Kansas City like Joe and Bob knew Buck O'Neill before 1994 when your baseball documentary debuted on PBS. But it is completely safe to say that that was where Buck O'Neill was introduced to the nation. And for all the wonderful contributors and all the wonderful bits of history you dug up, I think it's safe to say that Buck O'Neill was the star of the documentary. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, you were there. There were lots of other people contributing by the dozens. But but I think if you left the series after 18 and a half hours, you couldn't help but feel that its beating heart uh, was Buck. And I, I think that's why we're all here together. Uh, it's so interesting that the clip that, that Bob put together is is all filled with the love that we all felt from him. Everybody who met Buck, uh, and I'd be out on the road with him for weeks at a time, and we'd get up you know, before dawn and be in the elevator and the person he'd see in the elevator, he'd treat as if he had spent, he was looking forward to that person the whole day. And at the end of the night of a long day of promotion, we're riding up in the elevator and he'd meet somebody be 11 o'clock at night. We had to do the same thing the next day. He would love them the same way. He, I, I remember his niece said to me just after he passed away and before I had the one of the great privileges of my life to deliver a, a, a eulogy at the public memorial service in Kansas City after his funeral and burial. Uh, he said, she said, you know, the our our religious traditions or many of them suggest that man is made in God's image, and 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 I realized that there's almost nothing in the things that human beings do that would suggest that's even remotely possible, until you meet Buck, and then you meet somebody who has faced his share of friction of. Um, difficulties of resistance, all of those things, and met them with an extraordinary presence and still manages to bring that love to everything. He was absolutely sincere that he didn't want to be any other place than where he was then. And he made everyone realize you sort of were required in the presence of Buck to stop and rearrange your own molecules, to question the sort of natural acquisitiveness that we human beings have and to stop and relax. And so the stories about baseball, and I've got hundreds of them that he would tell me. I mean, I remember traveling from uh, Austin down to Lockhart, Texas, where there's great barbecue and driving back with an old friend of ours. And Buck is regaling us about that inside the park. Uh, I mean, hitting for the cycle. 
and there's a big storm, maybe a tornado happening in the West, and we're keeping our eye on it. And he draws this story out for 15 minutes. And I know Bob and Joe probably know this. Bob Costas, you do too. You know, where he just talks about where he's got a home run, he's got a double, he's got a triple, and he's got a, uh, and, and, um, no, no, he's got a single and he needs a triple, but he's hit a clear inside the park home run. And he f- finally manages to kind of stumble his way around third and pick himself up and conservatively trot back to uh, third base to, to keep the uh, his perfect cycle intact. And I loved him. He was like a father to me. I mean, by the time uh, he passed, uh, my, my daughter... Uh, was on her honeymoon and she uh, detoured several hundred miles out of her way to the hospital bed in Kansas City that would be his last room uh, to say goodbye to him. And he just pulled my 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 son-in-laws uh, aside and said, now you take care of my granddaughter. And that was Buck. Burns describes a special moment with O'Neill, one July 29th, which is Burns' birthday. Costas explains how he would spend time with O'Neill before doing Royals games on NBC's Game of the Week. Then Burns describes the bittersweet process of Jackie Robinson's ascension to Major League Baseball leading to the end of an era, noting Hank Aaron was the last MLB player to play in the Negro Leagues. I'd been on the road for so many weeks. I woke up in Kansas City. We'd done an event uh, at the stadium, uh, Buck and I threw out the first pitch and it was wonderful. And, and, and I got dropped off at a hotel and Bucks, we were both flying. He was going to Cooperstown. I was going back to new England and we were going to fly from Kansas city to Chicago and change planes. And, uh, he picked me up in his car in the morning (laughs) and it was my birthday. And for the first time in my life, the only time in my life, I forgot when I woke up, it was my birthday. Right. And so I'm just there, I'm being picked up by Buck O'Neill. We go to the, to the airport, we get on the plane, we talk, we chat, and we finally are on some concourse at O'Hare and we're splitting up. And, uh, it's what Bob said. I, you know, he, I, I go away, I give him a big hug and he says, I love you. And I said, I love you too, Buck. And he starts going away and he calls me back. He says, Ken, Ken, Ken. He says, comes over and he puts his arm around. Me. He says, you know, I've been telling these stories for 40 years and, and until you came along, nobody has ever really listened beyond what I've said. And I said, Oh, Buck, man, it's you. It's, you know, and it is, it's, he brought the life, he brought the light to the film. And so we part again. I love yous again. And we, I started, he calls me back. And I turn around, I think I've forgotten something. And he comes up, comes up to him and he goes, happy birthday, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I swear to God, and any other time I'd be lying, but it was the first time that day I'd realized that it was my birthday. And that's Buck. Just He just, maybe he provided the sleep in me to not be so self-involved that I was thinking about it all the time, but he just was something else. Sorry, Bob. I'm, I'm going to jump in here with just one small correction. It's obviously true that no one listened on a broad scale. Right. But if you were in Buck's company, yeah. Yeah. I oh. knew him in the 80s. Tony Kubek and I are doing the Saturday afternoon game of the week on NBC. And the Royals were consistently good through the 80s. So they were often the featured team on Saturday. You go to the ballpark on Friday. You go to the batting cage, you go to the dugout, you go to the clubhouse, you talk to the managers and the players, you make a sweep around the press box, you talk to the local guys who have some insight that perhaps you don't. And then what I like to do in certain situations, not all, but in this situation for sure, not watch most of the game for the press box. Go down and sit behind the plate where the scouts sat. 
Now, sitting with the scouts is always a rewarding experience if you like baseball. But when one of them is Buck O'Neill, that's a whole different thing. Yeah. So, I, Tony Kubek and I would sit with Buck O'Neill and you'd lose track of the game because it couldn't possibly right. be as interesting as what Buck was telling you. And the game would be over and it'd be like, Buck, want to go to the press room? Just keep telling us stories. We had planned to, plans to go out to dinner. No, we'll just stay here and, and talk to Buck. So I think anybody who was in his smaller orbit knew and appreciated him. That's right. But and we yeah. were happy to see what happened with Ken. But then Ken also brought out things that we did not know. And I would think, Ken, that one of the most difficult things was editing Buck. Because <laughs> every bit of it was gold. Well, every bit of it was gold. And every story he told you wanted to put in. And of course, yeah. you know, the movie Amadeus, too many notes. And so we'd end <laughs> up doing all these sort of fake tricks as you wait till the credits were over and you dump another story in just for whoever was listening. And, you know, I think they've long ago been cut off. But the thing is, he was witness to so much, not just yes. in baseball history, but in American history. And he reflects so much of American history that isn't taught or isn't shared. And I think the, the film uh, at the beginning uh, really speaks to that, the lack of opportunity the inability of someone with his talent and his intelligence uh, to go forward just because of the color of his skin. And yet his willingness to sort of, there was a kind of affirmation in the face of adversity about everything he did. And there he is the year at the, with the Monarchs, the year that Jackie's with them. And he's watching Jackie sort of rearrange their molecules because they're barnstorming down to Texas and along the way in Oklahoma, they're stopping at a, a gas station to fill up the two twin 50 uh, gallon gas tanks. Uh, and then they want to use the, Jackie says, I want to use the restroom. And the boy, the guy says, boy, where do you think you're going? And then Jackie just turns, he said, take the hose out of the tank. And the guy just does the calculus. He's not going to sell a hundred <laughs> gallons of gas for an awfully long time. Okay. You guys, be you boys be quick about it, right? And then all of a sudden they're integrating just through Jackie's insistence. And Buck is a witness to all of that. And then of course he watches Jackie go forward. He's it's past his prime. So he's going to watch a lot of his teammates go forward. He's going to himself move because Jackie's arrival is, is a bittersweet moment. It's the death knell of the Negro leagues. Ultimately Hank being the last Negro league player to, to play uh, in major league baseball. And then He's going to have coaches, but as you've said, limited again, and then somehow emerges, not just through us, I think you're absolutely right, just through all the context as the spokesman of the game, the lover of the game, completely aware of the dark underbelly. You know, when he asked me, he said, when I die, he says, I want you to play solitude. That's a Duke Ellington thing. But he, he said, I want you to play um, the Billie Holiday version, which is co often called In My Solitude, because that's how they added lyrics to what was an instrumental song. It is as painful and as sad a song. And so we played it that evening. Bob, remember that? We played it that evening and it just, everybody just stopped. And you thought of Buck as this, you know, uh, he, he was just giving off all this light. And at the same time, he was totally aware that the opposite of that was the darkness that is often part of the story that we're compelled to tell, whether it's in sports, as, as Bob does so well, and, um, or whether it's in our larger American history. It's, yeah. it's a tough story, and Buck reflected it, but did it in a way that you didn't feel like it was a complaint. There wasn't a grievance involved. That's what's so 
so wonderful. He knew it was all about us, you know. Burns and Poznanski discussed the intersection of two American art forms, jazz and baseball, and another important moment in the film when Gerald Early, Washington University Chair of African and African American Studies and Professor of English and of African American Studies, said jazz, baseball, and the U.S. Constitution are, as Poznanski recalls, three genuine pieces of genius in American history. When you're forced to improvise in that way that the rest of us don't have to do, or maybe we're doing it now in COVID, uh, in all of this stuff, <laughs> but um, you really you you create something special. And there's and there's it, Buck always described these networks of performers going up to Harlem afterwards and seeing Ella and Duke, one name people, Sachmo, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think that you know Billy Crystal's dad was in the music business, and they yes. had there was this great intersection, and 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 a few of us at different times. Um, in, in more recent times have had the privilege to intersect and feel like their work or just the accidents of what they've done in their lives have permitted them a glimpse into this world. Um, but so much of, I mean, Buck is right, it's all jazz. Or it's maybe, <laughs> or it's maybe all the blues, you know what I mean? That I found that working on country music, that this is the same American story and there's there's no, there's, everything is blended together. There are no silos, only commerce and convenience says, oh, there's country and there's blues and there's R&B and there's, they're all the same. Yeah. And they're listening to each other. And that exchange ought to remind us, as baseball did, that, that the, we, it could be the best of us, right? It could represent the best of us. And having the decision to put Jackie in there and begin to change not just baseball, but America, is a huge thing. Obviously, we have, as we know from the last few years, we have way to go, yeah. long way to go. I but love, it, I was, I'm sorry, I was going to say, I love mm. the dear friend of all of ours, uh, Gerald Early. Yes. Right? Said there was three genuine yes, in pieces our, of genius in American history, baseball, jazz, and the Constitution. And the Constitution. And if you think about it, it's all about improvisation. This is a children's simple stick and ball game. Yeah. Nearly every culture has some variation on it. Um, the essence of the Constitution is just four pieces of paper written at the end of the 18th century that's able to adjudicate all of our complicated problems in this the very complicated 21st century. And then you have, you know, jazz, which is all based on not playing the notes on the page, but listening, Joe and Bob and Bob to what you say and trying to listen to who you are and what you're saying and try to put something back. And that's mirrored in baseball and it's mirrored. And Gerald Early is right. He said, when they study our civilization a thousand years from now, and if you think what was going on with the human race a thousand years ago, <laughs> that's a really long time. Um they'll be there because they're the most beautiful things that we've invented. And the most beautiful part of baseball is this man whose birthday we're celebrating. Bringing it full circle to this week, President George Washington designated Thursday, November 26th, 1789, as a National Day of Thanksgiving, according to MountVernon.org, to recognize the role of Providence in creating the new United States and the new federal Constitution. 239 years later to the day, we will celebrate Thanksgiving this year. A day later, we will feast on baseball. Again, for additional stories and conversations about Buck O'Neill, the Negro Leagues, and more, please check out Remembering Buck O'Neill on the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum YouTube page. Also visit and consider becoming a member of the museum. For more information, go to nlbm.com. 
Relive Ken Burns baseball in its entirety and in all its ultra HD 4K glory this weekend on MLB Network. One more time, here's the rundown of showtimes. Friday, starting at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, the first inning through the fourth inning. Saturday, starting at noon Eastern, the fifth inning through the eighth inning. And Sunday, starting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, watch the ninth and the two-part tenth innings. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. And find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. I'm on Twitter, at Hotem. H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.